Riverside Community Church Online. My name is Sean and I'll be your service host for this morning. If you are a guest and you're agreeing with us for the very first time, we welcome you. We're so glad that you can join us and we trust that you will enjoy the rest of the service. For the announcements, I have just one announcement this morning and that is that we're going to be starting our 20-week Journey Discipleship course again. This course has been phenomenal. We have such positive feedback from all the people who have attended. And guys, we're so looking, we're looking so forward to starting this course again. It's going to be starting on the 18th of February at 7 o'clock at St. Dexter's School. If you are interested in the course, if you're interested and wanting more information, perhaps you would like to apply, please why don't you log on to our website. All the information is readily available at your fingertips. We hope to see you there. And guys, just a special Thank you from the leadership team here at Riverside. We want to thank each and every single one of you that has been so generous and so faithful in your tithes and offerings over this very difficult period. We can truly say that if it wasn't for your generosity, we wouldn't be able to still continuously help many families within Riverside and also the many families outside of Riverside right here on our doorstep. It has been truly a blessing that we're able to impact the lives that are so, so desperately need. So once again, we just want to thank you for everything that you have given and continue to give. And on that note, if you can just pray with me as we just thank the Lord for what he's doing here in the south of Joburg, in and through Riverside. Lord Jesus, we're just so thankful to be a part of your body, Father God, here in the south of Joburg, through Riverside Community Church. Lord, we just trust, Father God, that with the finances that have been generously given to us, Lord, that you will give us wisdom in how to apply those finances and how to reach out to a world, Father, that is so desperate for, for change and so desperate for the gospel and so desperate, Father God, for a touch from you. We just pray that we can be your hands and your feet here in the south of Joburg through the generosity of our members. So, Lord, we just thank you. We lift up this community to you. And we just trust you implicitly in your precious name. Amen. Just before we enter into praise and worship, I just really want to share a verse with you as some encouragement. And it's from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of His Holy Spirit. And I just thought that this verse was so prevalent for so many of us, especially after the year that we had in 2020. And for so many of us, 2020 has robbed us of our joy and our peace. And I just pray that the God of hope will fill you this morning with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of His Holy Spirit. So please will you just join me this morning as we just enter into praise and worship, and just keep that in mind as we worship our Lord and Savior. Welcome everyone back to Church Online with Riverside and welcome to week two of 2021. So far we've made it, even though the world is just a crazy place right now. I'm so glad that we get to be here and to still celebrate and enjoy God's word and worship together. Just want to encourage you, I know that Church Online is not easy, but one thing I've been reflecting on this week is that for many of our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, they cannot gather at all, and not for fear of spreading disease, but for fear of losing their lives. So many of the world's 
followers of Christ live in countries where it is illegal uh, to publicly worship Jesus and risk doing so uh, with their lives. And so in solidarity, we can support them and recognize that while we are not allowed to gather, we still can openly celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We still get to openly and freely worship and proclaim His name. And so I want to encourage you, uh, wherever you're gathered and whoever you're gathered with, to take this time and acknowledge the freedom that we have in Jesus, uh, the opportunity that we have to worship Him and enjoy and engage with His Word. And so I'm excited about the series that we are in. And we are just celebrating uh, this new year and just refocusing and rethinking what it means to be a follower of Jesus and how to process that. While the world often throws out statements like, New Year, New Me, recognizing that when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we are made new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. So what that means for me is uh, I, I'm new in Christ and the process from this point on is this word that we call maturity or transformation where I become like Jesus Christ. I come to faith in Him, I'm saved by grace, but I do not stay as I am. I love the metaphor of a bath. When I come to having a bath, I don't get clean first and then climb into the bath. The purpose of the bath is there for me to climb in dirty. The bath doesn't ask questions. Uh, it just takes me as I am, and then I get clean. And so with us and faith in Jesus Christ, the same thing is true. Jesus accepts me just as I am, but he doesn't leave me as I am. And so what we are focusing on is getting right at the start of this year is rethinking my transformation into being like Jesus Christ. We shared one of the foundational texts for this, and for me personally, is 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, And uh, we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I come to faith in Jesus Christ. I'm saved by grace, just as I am. But He doesn't leave me as I am. I am then transformed into His likeness by His grace. I'm saved by the gospel. I am transformed by the gospel. For me, my journey now is towards being like Christ in my character and in my actions. See, when I do that, everyone benefits. When I become more like Christ, my wife benefits. My children benefit. The people I work with benefit. My community benefits. And so the vision for all of us is that when we all uh, take our maturity seriously and, and understand that we get to be transformed into the likeness of Christ with ever-increasing glory because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Everyone is going to benefit from that. There is so much at stake, which is why we need to take this seriously. And so to do this, we're using the framework of Romans chapter 12, a wonderful passage where Paul starts to unpack what that looks like for us. 
Remember, here's what Romans 12 uh, verses 1 to 2 says. This was the start of the series. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is our true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's ways that the world thinks they... Uh, all these different fads and diets and changes that we need to add on, which is why so many people use the phrase, new year, new me. But for us, our response to everything that God has done for us, the gospel, is to live a life of worship, this living sacrifice. And we know how hard that is, but it's a willful choice for me to go, Jesus, in light of everything that you've done, in light of the full weight of understanding of your gospel, I am going to respond. And my response, this true and proper worship, this living sacrifice, is this journey of transformation towards living like Christ and being like him, transformed into his image. And so the verse that we're going to focus on for the sermon today is Romans chapter 12 and verse 13. And it would be great if you could have it there and read it all together. And it's simply this. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So remember, Paul has just spent 11 chapters in the book, uh, in his letter to the Romans, where he has been unpacking the fullness of the gospel, which is why verse uh, 12, or chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, in view of God's mercy... And now he starts to give examples of what it looks like to be a transformed life, to be living a a proper life of worship, a living sacrifice. And so we get a snapshot here in this of what maturity can look like. It gives us something to gauge, am I maturing in my faith? Am I actually becoming like Christ? And so uh, this is a, a, a marker for us, which is share with the Lord's people who are in need practice hospitality. And so this is completely centered in gospel transformation. Practicing hospitality, sharing with people who are in need, is a direct reflection of the life of Jesus. And so I want to take us through that again and just giving us a snapshot of of how this is rooted in the gospel. And so a number of scriptures are going to come up for us to paint for us an incredible picture of how hospitality and sharing with uh, people who are in need is a reflection of the character and nature of Jesus. So here we go, Romans chapter 3 verse 23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Not one of us is without an excuse when it came to our salvation. Romans 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So right now, if we just think about where we were without Jesus, we were guilty of sin, and the punishment and penalty that we deserve for our sin was uh, death. Romans 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
Here we're starting to see, in view of God's mercy, I'm guilty of sin, the punishment is death. While I was in that position, an enemy of God, Jesus died for me. Romans 10, verses 9 to 10, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you are confess, that you confess and are saved. See, for Jesus, he saves me as I am because of his work. And then Romans 10, verse 13, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Here's the thing when we start to think about hospitality and needing to maybe broaden our view a little bit of that is that Jesus does not leave me in the mess that I'm in. He doesn't leave me as an enemy. He doesn't leave me as someone who is dead in their sin, facing that eternal punishment, but rather, as we've just recently celebrated in Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us, He comes to me. He reaches out to me. He comes and takes my place on the cross for my sin. That is what Jesus does for me. Then we even just look at the life that Jesus lives and um, this quote that I love so much by Andy Stanley. Uh, Andy Stanley said this, People who were not like Jesus liked Jesus. People who were not like Jesus liked Jesus. Again, this is just showing how hospitality is rooted so much in the gospel. Luke 15 verse 2. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and he eats with them. See, this was a common accusation to Jesus. That the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, really got upset by the kind of people that Jesus spent time with. Here we see one of the phrases, tax collectors. See, for the Jewish people at the time, a tax collector to them was the literal scum of the earth. It was a Jewish person who had sold out to Rome and were extorting their own countrymen and giving that money uh, to Rome. They were hated, despised, yet Jesus could spend time with them. Accused of being a drunken and a glutton because he was willing to associate himself with all people. Again, let's just think of some of the stories that we know about Jesus. There were different cultural groups that did not get along, but Jesus could go to uh, the Samaritan woman at the well at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. She was an outcast and of a different race and culture, yet Jesus was okay to spend time and talk with her. That Jesus uh, was able to pray for and touch lepers, people with disease. Think about the 12 disciples that he called to follow him. Some of them were unschooled fishermen. Some of them were religious zealots. Some of them were tax collectors. There were prostitutes in the crowd that followed Jesus. And even Jesus chastised his disciples when they tried to chase children away from him. The one emotion that pops up most in the New Testament defining Jesus is the emotion of compassion. And if we put all of that together, we get to see this incredible attitude where with Jesus, 
everyone is welcome. It does not matter who you are, your status in life, whatever position you carry, what society thinks of you, Jesus loves you and accepts you and was willing to sit down and eat with you. And so that sets for us the example and what it means to be a believer and to practice hospitality. And this is why I say this is something that we need to mature in and is a sign of maturity as followers of Jesus Christ. Because the reality is we still live in a very divided world and a very divided society. Here's a a really big thing for you to start thinking about right now. As if you reflect on that list of people that Jesus was able to happily engage with and spend meaningful time with. Are there people in our country, in our community, who we are unwilling to spend time with? Who we would not want around our dinner table? Who would not want to associate or spend time with? If there is something that is starting to now spark in your heart, if you're feeling, actually, I'm not comfortable with that, or I'm not comfortable with maybe those people, or or whatever is starting to feel in your heart, this is something that you can now bring before the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, I want to be like you. Everyone benefits when I become like you in every single way. And so, God, I want to be able to love everyone like you loved. I want to be able to welcome everyone like you welcomed everyone. I want to have the kind of hospitality that you had. And so, God, change my heart towards this kind of person or to um, these kinds of of people. So again, when the church is established in Acts chapter 2, we see that uh, one of the marks of the church was that they enjoyed spending time in each other's homes. They ate meals regularly together and often even selling property to make sure that everyone um, was, uh, had need, or that rather that everyone was without need and made sure that people were taken care of. And so I know that we're in a global pandemic, and so practicing hospitality is not uh, as easy as we would maybe like. But this doesn't stop us from mining deep into our heart and sorting out some of the prejudice that we carry, some of the things that we are scared of, and places that we're not comfortable going um, in, in who we are as people. And so I want to give us a very practical acronym that we can use to start taking steps towards this and becoming more mature in how we practice hospitality and how we share with God's people in need. So the acronym is BLESS. I'm sure we can um, all remember the word BLESS. Why don't wherever you are, just say the word BLESS together. See, when I practice hospitality, when I share with people in need, I am a blessing. And so here is how we can walk in that. So the first one, the B, begin with prayer. See, I am going to start to love people more if I am genuinely praying for them. If I'm coming before the Lord and I'm bringing people to him and I'm praying for them, it is going to move me to action. 
I'm not going to be aware of people. I'm not going to be aware of their needs if I am not thinking about them and praying for them. So if you want to be a blessing, and this I feel fits into being uh, hospitable and, and just being this generous blessing to people, is that I am praying for people in my life group, in my friendship groups, my neighbors, uh, people that I know. You, you know, it's, it's going to uh, checkers, it's getting the name of the cashier, and then that night going home and praying for them. It's thinking about your colleagues at work. It's about bringing them before the Lord and praying for them and then encouraging them with that. So you can be a blessing by beginning with prayer. The L is listen. Something that we are not great at is listening. So here's the challenge. Give someone in your contact list a phone call and then ask them how are they doing and then listen. See, what we love to do is make things about ourselves. We love to talk about what we're going through, and there is a space for that. But if you want to bless someone and be hospitable, give them a call. Find out how they're doing. How are their families doing? And when you hear and listen, it gives us an opportunity to know how we can serve them. And we'll never know that if we are not listening One of the biggest blessings we can be to people is just to listen to how they are doing. The E stands for eat. Food makes such a difference in relationships. Now, we can't gather at this point in time to have meals. It's not wise. It's not safe. But you can cook meals. You can uh, drive to someone's house and drop off the meals. You can just put it outside the gate or just hand it to them quickly and be safe in doing that. But that is an incredible blessing. That is showing massive hospitality to cook a bit extra and go and drop it off for someone who might be struggling. Which leads us to the first S, which is serve. What a great way to serve someone by blessing them with a meal, seeing if we can go grocery shopping for them to see if they need help with anything practical. And so I want to encourage you, Pray for people. Begin with prayer. Listen to their stories. And eat. Somehow provide food and bless people with some meals. Serve in some practical ways with people in your life. And then the last one is story. One of the greatest ways we can serve and be a blessing and show hospitality to someone is to share with them your relationship with Jesus Christ, inviting them into what Jesus has done for them. To share the joy of your hope in these crazy times is an incredible blessing. And then the last few practical ways in being a blessing, showing hospitality and sharing with God's people in need, especially here at Riverside, is every single time that you give, just want to remind you that portions of every bit of giving goes into our internal care fund, which is set up so that we can bless families that find themselves in need. And it's been such a joy for us as a church to be able to do that through this last year and to continue doing it now. And every time you give, money goes to Branch Out. And Branch Out has been able 
to, over the last few months, spend over 750,000 rand feeding people that need it in our community. And also to support those who are taking the gospel to those who have never heard it before. So we have so many wonderful opportunities to be a blessing, to show hospitality, to share with the Lord's people in need. This is a massive mark of maturity. If you are able to do this freely, without prejudice, and just joy because of the, the love, the, the hospitality, the blessing that Jesus has been to you with your salvation. So I want to encourage you to do that. I want you to pray, and pray with me now as we close out this message. Jesus, I am so thankful for the incredible blessing that you are to us, the blessing of our salvation, that you accept us as you are. But Jesus, I'm so thankful that you don't leave us as we are. So I want to pray for everyone, Jesus, that you would help us through the transforming power of your Holy Spirit to make us even more hospitable, to move us to reflect you and how you just were able to associate with everyone. That what would define us as believers is just that that we'll be known for our hospitality and our generosity to all of those who are in need. Amen.